This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, welcome along wherever you are in the world uh, to LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for joining us, whether you are watching on YouTube and Twitch or listening to us via your favorite podcast platform. You are all welcome. 
if you're listening on Twitch uh, or on um, YouTube, please join in with the conversation uh, in the comments. I'd love to get your thoughts. Um, and uh, as I say, if you listen on your podcast, thank you very much. Now then, do you know, I think we are putting the fear of God into opposition teams, so much so that the opposition fans are actually scared to come on Leicester City channels. You may remember a few weeks ago, uh, and I may be doing the guy an injustice, he's never replied back to me, so I mean, I don't know, he may well have passed away, but we didn't get the Watford fan come on. Had a problem with Norwich for years, they just never seemed to turn up. Well, we should have had a Birmingham fan with us tonight, um, and he should have been coming on from, um, well, it says below, I can't even remember where he was coming from, I would have asked him, but uh, he, he's not here. I think it was, um, I'll tell you, I'll, we'll name and shame them, shall we? Um, at Blue Focus Pod. Well, I don't know what they're focusing on, but they're not focusing on keeping the agreement because they're not turned up. And the funny thing is that I am supposed to be going on theirs at nine o'clock. I think I might have an early night tonight. Would that be churlish of me? Don't give a shit. Look, all the shows are all over the place for the next few weeks. It's Christmas. Do that. Subscribe, like, and do all your business, and then click the notification bell, and you will never, ever miss a show, whatever time we have it on. Well, ladies, you're going to have a real good choice tonight because you've got the two handsome ones of the, uh, and I can see, yeah, 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 that's better, mate. Just move your wig about a little bit. That really does help. <laughs> but this is the preview show, and it's uh, it's a little, little matter. I think Rooney versus Vardy. Blue Rinse Brigade dream tonight, Craig. It is indeed, mate. It is indeed. People who pay a lot of good money to uh, not have to watch us. Exactly. And you can make donations via LeicesterTillIDie.com if you so wish. Um, uh, I, all right. You know, like I said, I, I jest. But, I mean, I think, I think a lot of teams, maybe a lot of fans, are running a little bit scared. And I think I would be if I, you know, played at a stadium called the St. Andrews Trillion Trophy Stadium. Um, when, <laughs> when I think if they've got, well, I can't remember the last trophy they won, to be honest with you. So even even Spurs turned that suggestion down. <laughs> yeah. Probably quite right. Um, yeah, Trillion Trophy Stadium. I mean... I mean that that that's so American. I don't know how long it's had that name. I would have asked them if they if they'd bothered to turn up, but um, yeah. no. I, I, why it's called that, I don't know. But one thing I think we do know, though, Craig, is why it's on TV on Monday night. I know. Um, I, it annoyed me at the time that they they moved it. I can understand, but it annoyed me because you know all this. All this rubbish about, you know, it's all about football. Football is the most important thing. Oh, hang on a minute. Rooney versus Vardy, we're having some of that. Yeah. Yes. You know, just... yes. it, it has not been about the fans for years. And all this shit after COVID about we've missed the fans. Oh, look, you missed the money. That's what it was. Because as soon as you could, you shafted the fans left, yeah. right and centre. Um, 
I'm sorry, I, I, I'm I've been a bit blunt there, but I honestly think it's true. They don't they don't care about the fans. All right, you know, it's a Monday night. It's thankfully it's only Birmingham. So I suppose yeah. if we're going to play one game on Monday night, then better it be Birmingham than Sunderland away. Mm. Um, but yeah. still, we know that it's not. Um, you know, we know that it's not for footballing reasons, don't no. we? No, it's not. It, it, it's. They they want to they want to milk it for all it's worth. It? I mean, I don't think Vardy will play at all, which is going to ruin the whole thing. So oh. but I, yeah, let's not jump into that too early, Chris. I guess. Well, no. Funny you should say that. Highfields, good evening, welcome along. He says Vardy's injured anyway for Birmingham. Is that confirmed? Yeah, I I don't know to be honest. No. I've not heard anything anything more. I mean, he was still injured. Um, for before last night's game, I can't imagine that he's made a sudden recovery. So, as much as I would love him to be able to uh score and then run to the away dugout and uh and do his name across his back, yes, um, I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. Yeah, I mean, all these social media sites cashing in on it, mm. you know, I don't understand, I don't understand why no, I, I, why I, I have no idea that at all. <laughs> If I'm honest with you, um, I, all right, there's a little bit of the conspiracy theorist in me. Um, I mean, I didn't think he was actually injured, I just thought he'd maybe twinge something a little bit. Maybe it's just mm -hmm. the fact that he's sort of 75 now that a twinge takes sort of you know a month to recover from. You know, stubbed your toe, can't play for a month. Yeah. Um, I, I feel Fox has said, uh, yes, it's confirmed Kelechi is fit though. Um, but I can say the conspiracy theorist in me thinks, hmm, is he really injured? Yeah. Or is they, are they just taking him out of the firing line so we can concentrate on football? Yeah. And, and basically ruin Sky's whole planned evening. Yes. It's worth it just for that. I, I'd love Leicester if they came out and they said that's what they'd done. And they just, yeah. or if he was fit and they said, yeah, he's fit, we're just not mm. playing him tonight. You yeah. know? Um, that would be funny, but I can imagine that the crowd are going to have a load of fun because they will be shouting about Vardy. Yeah, uh, I'm sure our fans will be going on about the age of um, the prostitutes that Roni likes to go to. Yes, <laughs> there might be a game of football breakout in the middle of it all. Yeah, Rebecca Vardy, she's too young for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it all now. <laughs> that 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 is amazing. That is amazing. Um, oh, actually, the guy is just coming. So sorry, I, I was okay. I was a little bit distracted there. Um, so I'm going to come back to that because my my next point, uh, and I, and, I, and I will clip that because you know it's asking to get clipped. <laughs> you singing. Um, it was going to be about their their manager, um, mm. but. We will come. We will come back to that. Yeah, we will come back to that. We'll we'll talk about the bit that doesn't really affect them, um, because they're not in the top seven. But <laughs> I can, I can, it's true. It's, I'm not saying anything yeah. that's not true. Uh, look, we're top again. Um, mm. My God, I was a bit. I, I'd got three points on the board at three-one. I thought, oh, hey, I I'm in here. What a shame. Yes, I'm sure you feel it. I'm sure because I was having a good week up until then. But yeah. look, I mean, how do you feel? Would you sooner be 12 points ahead mm -hmm. at this point 
and obviously there's an advantage with that. Or would you sooner be as it is here where it's one, two points and it's keeping us on our toes? Because my worry is if we're 12 points ahead, uh, a bit like Newcastle and Man United that season, yeah. you know, you, you think you lose one, you think, oh, you know what? I, 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 um, you know, we, we've still got nine points clear, you know, what's to worry about? When yeah. now, obviously, uh, and Sam's just arrived, we'll bring him in in a second. Um, but, um, I, I shouldn't be like this because it keeps us on our toes. Um, I, I'm, I'd be much more worried if Brendan was in charge. Well, about having any team. kind of lead, yeah. Yeah. to be honest. Yeah, let's be honest with you. If Brendan was in charge, we wouldn't have we a wouldn't lead. Wouldn't have the lead. I know. <laughs> no, um, so, I, to be honest, yeah, I'd much rather have it as it is because you are going to get injuries, you are going to get suspensions, you are going to have a dodgy game. <coughs> Excuse me. You are going to have a dodgy game here and there. Yes. Um, yes. When you've got that lead, that gap, and let's let's not even worry about Ipswich. I know people were saying, oh, Ipswich have gone back top. It doesn't matter. You know, it's the gap to third that's the important thing. So I'd much rather have that. You know, we can slip up for three games and still be ahead. So, uh, yes, um, yes. Yeah, I, no. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know that you've got to fight for every point because you're in a proper scrap. But yeah. yeah, no, I'll take I'll take this. Thanks. Yeah, yes. I mean, like you say, the gap going up is the important thing. Yeah, uh, financially and for the club uh, and for the players that we could lose. Um, going up as champions is a bonus. The only thing that yeah. we get is if we go up as champions, then we're actually beating Manchester City. We got because we'll have more. Championship, and we'll probably are. hold that forever because, well, we'll you know they're not coming back down anytime soon, are they? So unless the FA suddenly get a rush of blood to the head and decide to dock them, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of leagues. But uh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I, I did. It's funny you should say that because I did. I did get a letter. Um, if ever discussing Manchester City, please make sure you make the statement they have done nothing wrong. There, love that. Just for the lawyers. Thank you yeah. very much. You know. Now, apparently, he thought it was seven thirty. Let's hope his team turn up half an hour late uh, Monday night, and uh, we can we can put a couple of goals in before they turn up. But welcome him in, Sam. Better late than never. <laughs> nice to see you, mate. Yeah, nice to see you both. Nice Apologies Sam. about the time. I had a bit of a mail with it, but um, yeah, here now and there. Uh, we, we just thought you were running scared, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, you guys, best start to a championship season out of any team after 20 games. So, yeah, you guys are smashing it at the moment, aren't you? Well, it's, it's, but the thing is, and as I say to every opposition fan, and Craig will back me up here, that, you know, we, it's very hard not to come across as smug or conceited. But we were so down and miserable last season that if we'd been in fourth or fifth, I think we'd have felt like this. So it's just it's just a great position um, to be in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, sort of for you guys as well to sort of like drop back down to the championship. I mean, you've done so well sort of like 10 years ago getting out of the championship then when mm. you came up as champions. And um, it looks like you guys are probably going to get the crown again. But it is Ipswich that are one point behind. So you two doing like both so well. So it's mm. one of the things where, like, if it was kind of any other season, you guys would be, like, flying sort of at the top with no one really in sight. But then Ipswich just a point behind. It's still kind of competitive at the top, but I do fully expect you two to both go up. And what are your thoughts on Ipswich then, Craig? Because, like, I mean, I didn't have them... I had them mid-table, you know, having got promotion. Yeah. But they are 
at the moment, I don't think they've, well, they've had a, a couple of games that they struggle, so they may have had their sort of bad patch, but uh, they, they are doing well. Will they keep it up, or do you think they will fall off and let it switch, uh, let Leeds in? Um, well, first of all, um, hi Sam, good to good to see you on here. Nice um, and, and obviously, it's a it's a, a, a season of um, change for you guys, but at least you're not having to suffer with Villa having a great. Oh no, no, you are. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> they literally just scored in Europe as I was going to talk to you guys as well, and I was like, "Oh god." Uh, moving on, Ipswich. Yeah, Craig, I mean, Craig, that that's not like you. Where's this nasty Craig come from? It's not nasty. It's it's light-hearted banter. Ah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've we got um, enough of that banter, obviously, with the appointment <laughs> of our new manager, which we'll get onto, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Ipswich. I, I mean, fair play to them, to be honest, and. Mm. The number of times that they go behind in games and manage to pull out, you know, the the goals that they need and they're, they're getting the wins. It's funny, though, if you look at them, you look at the highlights. I saw a bit of the highlights of the game the other night where they won 2-1. They could have easily lost that game. They do give up a lot of chances, uh, Ipswich, but they are scoring at the minute. And fair play to them. Can they keep it going? Maybe, maybe you would think that they're going to have a blip at some time. They had a little blip when they they had two back to back draws against, I think Rotherham and and some of the sort of. Like, hey, was it with you guys? Did you get a point yeah. off them? Yeah, yeah. so we, we went two and in that game, and yeah. then they kind of just brought it back with the players out off the bench, and we couldn't really put in that ninety minute performance to keep up with them yeah. guys because they play with like such intensity. And I think that's yeah. the same with Leicester in the fact that both the teams just controlled the play so well, and I think that's why both of you guys are sort of flying up the top of the league. Yeah, so I, you know, I think they've got every chance of hanging on if they can keep their their better players fit and and that mentality. It's it's when they hit the the blocks and have two or three results go against them whether they can do it. But fair play to the guy, you know, he's got a way of playing and and it's working for them at the minute. And as I say, it doesn't really matter if if us and Ipswich run away. For me, it's the gap to third. Yes, we'd love to win the title, but promotion's what it's about. And as long as uh, we keep Leeds um, <laughs> not in the top two, that's yeah. even happened. But I suppose from a neutral's point of view, it adds excitement to it. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you're, you, you've got an interest in the whole division, Sam. But, you know, I suppose, uh, you know, I mean, did you do you look at it? We, we got this and I, I, I write a piece for the BBC every Tuesday. And I wrote the bit that, you know, a lot of fans when we came down were saying like, oh, they're going to be the Manchester City of the Premier League and you know, PSG, you know, part three or whatever. Um, but, you know, when you when you look at what we spent, it's actually less than we've, we've brought in because, we you know, we, we let a lot of players go that are on high wages. Uh, we sold our two best players at the time for 80-odd million. We certainly haven't spent £80 million in, in bringing people in. Do you still see Leicester as... Because, I mean, we've only got, obviously, the money that we got. I don't think we get the... the uh, do we, Craig? We don't get the um, parachute payment until next season if we stay down. Cause we uh, get the, no, I thought, we get I thought you got it this year. Well, don't we get what we, fin- what we got for finishing 18th? I'm, I'm not sure. I thought you got a parachute payment to maintain the, like, the wage structure. It's in like three installments, I think, sort of as you come yeah. down from the Premier right. League. So it's like for three right. seasons when you come down. But do you, how do you view Leicester this season, Sam? Um, obviously, you guys have still got quality players, you know, players that could play in the Premier League. You look at some of the players that you've kept hold of, 
you know, the likes of Ndidi in the middle, obviously Vardy up front scored loads of goals in the Premier League, Ricardo Ferreira, those guys that are featured for you sort of in big mm. European tournaments. Obviously, you've still got quality on the pitch. And as you rightly said, Leicester have sort of sold more than they've got more in. And, you know, to compare Leicester to like Man City or PSG, I don't think that's necessarily right because of the fact that these guys spend so much money. But mm. whereas with Leicester, obviously, you guys can spend the money because you've sold players. So it's like one of the things where it's not just you're like the richest team in the league by a mile spending all this money because if you look at the likes of Leeds and Southampton that have come down you know they've still got quality players as well but for Leicester it's just clicking that bit better than it is for Leeds and Southampton I think that's because of you know the whole thing you've got going the manager Enzo Marisco I think has done fantastic you know a great young coach where sort of when he came into the club there was a bit of you know oh is it going to work out is it not because of the way that he spelled at Palmer when when it was a kind of similar situation Mm -hmm. where he dropped down to Serie B was supposedly the best team in that league and it didn't quite pan out for him but having that season at Man City where his assistant to Guardiola, you know, he would have learnt so much and that's translating now to the Leicester team. It is. I've got to ask you this because we'd, we'd had a giggle. I'm sorry. We did have a giggle at your expense, but you, you weren't in. But um, <laughs> when did they rename the St Andrews, the St Andrews Trillion Trophy <laughs> Stadium? I hope you really got that many. I mean, that that's a little <laughs> bit like... Well, uh, embarrassing, is it not? So that was down to the old regime. Um, I think it is back to St. Andrews now because the old regime's gone. Um, But the old sort of like investment company that took us over were called Trillion Trophy Asia. So that's Ah. why they named St. Andrews, the St. Andrews Trillion Trophy Stadium to sort of go with their whole sponsor thing. But yeah, we haven't got a trillion trophies in the cabinet. So (laughs) (laughs) that would have been up there with the Walker's Bowl, wouldn't it, Craig? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it would have been but i even that is less embarrassing than uh trillion trophy is, yeah, um, I, think I think you're right if it yeah. has changed and I've, I've taken that off our website lcfc.com mm. so they obviously uh they haven't updated it themselves yet um we were again the other thing we were laughing at was that we know why it's on unite we know why it's on telly you know it's rooney yeah. versus vardy with no lawyers um, but it looks like Vardy's going to be injured and not playing anyway. I bet the, I bet the Sky guys are like, damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get to speak about that for half an hour before the game. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Um, although, do you, if he's injured, do you think he'll travel, Craig? Oh, Vardy? Yeah. Um, no. Because I, I don't think they'll want the circus. Mm. You know, if he's not there, then uh, then th- there is no so th- there'll be some obviously, but yeah. nothing like um, what uh, what Sky would like. And uh, I think it's great that it all falls down around their ears. To be honest, um, you know, it should be about football, and yeah. uh, and clearly they've, they've they've not gone down that route. But I bet their lawyers are digging up anything in the background to see if there's any scandal between any other players. <laughs> Of the two clubs going on, you know, Ricardo Pereira was seen out in Birmingham the other night or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, like you say, even if he wasn't playing and we sat on the bench, the camera would be forever, for forever on him. Yeah. And of course, you'd have the crowd. We've said before, we'd have all, we'd have all the home fans going on about Vardy's misses and all the, um, all the away fans going on about Rooney's old age pensioner. Mm. Lady friends. <laughs> I mean, I hope you, you know. In the past, the club have have given the away fans uh, free drinks, travel, scarves, hats, or whatever. I'd love them to give away 
uh, Vardy face masks to every fan, oh. every away fan that's travelling. So oh, it's just okay. a sea of Vardy. <laughs> what have you? What have you? Somebody upset you today? Oh, what crazy! Yeah, he's not normally like this. He's, I apologise. He's normally like a gentle nah, old it's, granddad. It's, it's, it's all bad, <laughs> honestly. We've had enough in it this season, so kind of used to it by this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, look, we can't not talk about him, um, even though we're not going to be talking about um, you know the the, the boxing match there. Um, your thoughts on bringing him in as a manager, and because you weren't particularly doing bad, were you? When you, when well, I know you weren't because I've got the next slide coming up. What, what happened? Why did you sack your last manager? Was it just to make room for a name? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that come into consideration with the appointment of Rooney. I mean, when John Eustace was in charge, he done a fantastic job for us because last season we were in a position where we were tipped to go down relegation favourites because of the mm. whole. Thing with our owners they're not willing to put money in so we had to operate with free transfers uh, loan signing just sort of getting what we can and we finished 17th last season which doesn't sound fantastic but it actually was our best finish in seven seasons as bad as that right. sounds but um yeah like eustace made the most of what he had and now he got a bit more backing in the summer transfer window people thought okay we can kick on from here but <laughs> we're in sixth place look pretty good going into the october international break just beat west brom at home three one there was a real good feel factor around the club and then they decide to make this change and we were all a bit like right what's happening here then because you've got a manager that's doing well and then all of a sudden the big names come in and birmingham fans have seen this before with the gary rowett who'd done so well in 2016 being replaced by gianfranco zola and look how that turned out where harry redknapp had to come in and save us on the final three games of the season so yeah it, it's not been a great appointment so far i mean we did win uh, last night, 1-0 against Cardiff City, the first uh, away win of Rooney's tenure. And that, I suppose, has cheered the fans up a little bit. But there is still a lot of scepticism about the appointment of Rooney. And I mean, Gary Cook has good, uh, good links with Rooney beforehand because um, he used to be CEO of Man City, Gary Cook. And apparently he's got connections with Rooney and other business ventures. So I don't know if that had something to do with the appointment of Rooney sort of being a good friend of Gary Cook, someone that can sort of front the new project at Birmingham, a recognisable face to you know, not just football fans, but sports fans. He is a recognisable face. And I suppose that's the approach they've took with getting Tom Brady on board as well as like chairman of the advisory board. So they really want to make sort of the atmosphere around the club, you know, with people that have been there, done it in all different types of sports. So I can see what approach they're going for, but it's not quite clicking on the pitch yet. No, I, and I mean, you know, Craig, you, 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 you're, you're a lover of uh, American quarterbacks on the pitch, aren't you? I don't know if that's what Tom Brady was. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we went down the, that road a little bit with uh, Sven Goran Eriksson, didn't we? We did, yeah. I, I can imagine, you know, that obviously bringing Tom Brady in, as you said, and the, you're trying to broaden the markets. And uh, I, can, I can just imagine some American TV show where they say, you know, we're now going to go over to the, to the face of uh, Birmingham City and everybody's expecting this six foot five chiselled hunk of an American football player. And they cut to Wayne Rooney eating a pie, you know. I'm not. I'm not sure it's going to pan out the way they hoped. To be fair, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it's you. Clearly, they've they've at least got a plan. You know, you've got people in there. You've got winners behind the scenes. Uh, that can go one or two ways, can't it? Because it that depends on how patient they are as well. You know, are you going to be a club that? chops and changes every six months if they're not seeing some um 
so some progress. Um, but it's a tricky one with Rooney because you know it, it didn't really work out before. Did it? Where it was at Derby, wasn't it? I think for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. He's like one of these. You know, we as you say, we we tried it with Sven. Um, it worked up to a point, but these these sort of showbiz appointments, you know, you you sometimes question their reasons for being there. I mean, Sven was there, I think, purely for the money, and uh, and um, but I, well, I, apparently, while Sven, I mean, the the, the names do attract the yeah. I suppose the the, pl- the bigger players, the better players. I mean, for us, we were attracting them at the wrong end of the career. Mm. But apparently, and I, somebody was saying that on the Beckham transfer, on the Beckham mm. um, Netflix show, whatever mm. it was, that he was actually very, very close to coming to Leicester. And yeah. That would have yeah. been a story. That would have been a story. Yeah. That would have been a coup. You know, yeah. you know, that would have been someone else for uh, Rebecca Vardy to have a go at if they were there at the same time. Um, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> Uh, Rooney, I, I mean, Rooney's not, I'm sure he's been very well uh, paid for his troubles or whatever, uh, you know, and to bring him back over from the States. But I'm sure he's there for the right reasons, that he wants to make a name for himself, you know, as a football manager as well, as, as, a, yeah. as a player. So I'm sure, you know, he's played under enough good managers. He's played with enough good players. The The thing is, how many great players become great managers particularly well, in I, this country can i just say to you craig and i'll, I'll throw this back to, to sam as well mm. uh, are you worried that you've got a frank lampard or mm. a stephen gerrard um, um, <laughs> it's, it's a good question because it seems as if a lot of these managers have come from that golden generation you know the man the managers that have sort of come from players and then been under like Sven Goran Eriksson, Fabio Capello, those kind of guys where sort of at England, it didn't quite click for us. And um, I think there's varying levels of success with this because you see, say, for instance, in the championship, you've got Michael Carrick. He was also part of that sort of team of the golden generation where he's gone into management and fared a little bit better because Mills were in the playoffs last season. I know they're not doing fantastic this season, but I think with Rooney, as you said, Craig, he's coming with the right intentions and he signed a three and a half year deal He's got the sort of tag of being manager, not head coach. And I think in today's game, that actually says a lot in the fact that the the board and the club want him to be involved sort of with the Birmingham project going forward if things do go well. So I think there is sort of a good setup around the place, you know, in the assistant coaches, you've got Ashley Cole, who's won Champions Leagues, you know, won Premier Leagues and John O'Shea, the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to sort of create this culture, as I said, about, you know, winning mentality we're not going to take any bs anymore if you're not good enough then there's the door kind of thing and i think the board are saying all the right things and it's all going well around the club but it's just on the pitch that we've really got a sort of <coughs> philosophy down to a t and really have this no nonsense approach because i feel like a lot of fans the sort of mentality of them is like right okay if we finish mid-table that's kind of a fine thing because of how we've done it in the past but these owners are really ambitious and i don't doubt their ambition one bit but I think it's one of the things where the fans are thinking, right, it's going to take a bit of time to get up to where they want to go and it's not going to happen overnight. And I think with the way that Rooney was trying to play at first with this whole, you know, pressing from the front, let's score loads of goals, no fear football, as the board called it. You can't quite do that with the players we've got at the moment. And I feel like if we do that next Monday against Leicester, there could be a lot of goals in the game and not for us. So I, I, it's... I think it'll be... So I, I think it'll be really interesting. I think the January transfer window will tell you a lot about the mentality behind the scenes 
as to whether Birmingham go after names or people that fit players that fit the system that that Rooney wants. And obviously, mm. you know, the latter is what you really need. You know, have a, have an identity of how you want to play, and then find the players that will fit that system uh, yeah. and build from there. The same way the likes of Ipswich have done it. You know, uh, us in the past. You know, when we were successful, Nigel Pearson did exactly that. You know, we, we didn't have big names or they weren't names at the time. They were brought in to fulfil a role within the club. So I would think if you are bringing in players who are not necessarily big names, that's a good sign in uh, in January. Whereas if you're bringing big names who are looking for a payday, that's probably not so good. Mm. Well, I was just going to add on that, that the CEO has actually said about the January transfer window and said that, you know, we need to believe in the current crop of players we've got, which is a little bit worrying because of the fact that results aren't necessarily going our way. But it's one of the things where they have actually put quite a bit of money into the team in terms of tying down players to permanent transfers and not these free agents that are sort of towards the twilight years of their career or loan signings where you know they're going to go back to their parent clubs in the next season. So I do like the words that are coming out of the CEO's mouth, but whether it all sort of comes to practicality, that's what the Birmingham fans are a bit worried about at the moment. Yeah. I mean, for Craig, for us, you know, we've we've not gone down the big name route this season, have we? All right, we've, you know, we've got Winks and we've got Cody, but, the, the, you know, the, the, they weren't... Yeah, I think Winks Wink, and Cody were big names in terms of where they'd been and the levels yeah. that they'd played at, but they weren't playing and they weren't pulling up trees. You know, they weren't actually... I mean, Winks wasn't actually playing and Cody couldn't get a, a deal at Everton. So it wasn't like they were you know, the peak, you know, and I think they've been brought in for character rather than personality, although, you know, footballing personality, they've got it, they're winners. I think it's the character and what they can bring to the team, which is why they're at the club, not just because of the levels they've played at previously. But players that we've brought in, the Mavadidis, all right, we've mm. bought him, Fatu, we've got him on loan, hopefully we'll buy him. Mm. Unknowns, really. Yeah. But we've just managed to do what Leicester seem to do very well, and that is, you know, go do well in the transfer market. Again, I think you know we, we've you know, every club will have blips that transfers that don't work out, but we have, you know, by, or by and large, tried to buy players one players that fit the system the way that we want to play, two players that are hungry, and. Three players that will be an investment and that we can improve and then sell on, you know, to, to keep that model going. You know, we had a blip where it didn't work and we had some financial troubles that all sort of melted us down last season. But I think overall, if you look over the last 10, 15 years, the model that we've pursued has been a successful one. And it looks like we're getting back to that of identifying good, young, hungry players. Yeah. I mean, Sam, I've got to say, in fairness to Rooney, he's gone down the track. When he was at um, Derby, in fairness, he kept them up and they'd been deducted points. Um, mm. So he'd done that. All right, it didn't work out for him. Was it DC United? I think he went to. But, he, you know, he's come to a club, and no disrespect to Birmingham, you know, mid-table best, as you said, 17th was your best for many seasons last season. Um, and he's taken that on where, you know, he's not gone for an Everton or a, a Palace or somebody like that. He, you know, he is kind of prepared to learn his, learn his trade. And I think the championship's an excellent division for that, isn't it? Because of how mm. relentless it is with the, with the mm. fixture list. You know, you come up against all different types of teams, whether it be 
you know, teams like yourselves where you have the ball or teams where you have to sort of deal with a big target man or counter-attacks or whatever. So it's all about adaptability in the championship. And for young coaches, it's a fantastic division to work in for that reason. And I think Rooney's kind of a manager that's learning on the job a little bit and learning his players as well. And I feel like that really sort of came to fruition on Wednesday because of the fact that we grinded out a 1-0 win against Cardiff. And we did look like the better side, I thought. I mean, it was a bit of a scrappy game, but I feel like Rooney's actually starting to learn what his players can and can't do now. Because the first game that we had on Rooney against Middlesbrough, it was a 1-0 defeat, but 1-0 was actually a pretty generous scoreline because throughout the game, there was just so much space around the pitch. And I thought, oh my God, what have we turned into? But we kind of went back to basics a bit yesterday with the kind of 4-2-3-1 formation with Ivan Sunic coming back into the side. He'd been dropped for a, for a while and he came back in and I thought he was excellent last night. And players that Rooney perhaps dropped before that realised, OK, you can actually offer something to the team if I play you in a certain position. So I think um, with the sort of way that we're operating at the moment, it's kind of going to back to basics and Rooney's learning on the job. And it's all about now getting the points and the results to get on the board and get away from that drop zone because I think that's what a lot of Birmingham fans are a bit worried about because we've had our history with uh, relegation battles in the past and we do not want that this season. Before I come on to the the chart above there with the uh, with the red line down the middle, which I'm sure you can guess what that is, uh, yes. just to throw back at you, Craig, um, what what Sam just said. Do you think we we're getting the best out of Enzo because you know his first. That's all right. He had 12 matches at Palmer, but you, you can forget that really, you know. Um, it, it wasn't successful. But his first, if you like, what should be long-term management job, mm-hmm. he's not he's not been thrown at the deep end in the Premier League. And you know, he's he can and success you know, or, or you know, winning games breeds, you know, success and happiness. Is 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 it good for, for us that Enzo <laughs> got that season in the championship? I think it is, and I think you know, we Particularly last season, you know, the the board got a lot of stick. Um, a lot of stick for sticking with Brendan, you know, mm. when a lot of fans wanted him gone 18 months ago. A lot of stick about <laughs> the finances of the club. But it was a brave appointment, I would say. You know, yeah. yes, you could say, OK, this guy's worked with um, Pep. You know, he's only been there a year. Let's let's face yeah. it. He was only with yeah. Pep for a season. We could have gone down a tried and trusted route in a, right, let's go for someone who's got that experience of getting teams promoted. You know, there was a couple in the frame um, who had done that. But the club were prepared to give someone a chance and say, this may take two or three seasons. So I think it was a brave appointment. It was a forward-thinking appointment. And the board have to be applauded for doing it and as it stands at the minute they're being rewarded for that foresight in in taking a chance on someone that they'd seen who had potential and uh, I think the fact that he got the players playing this way so quickly um, is a testament to him as a manager not only a tactician but also a man manager that he's managed to get these players to buy into it so quickly. Yeah, um, certainly wasn't in my top two as a choice. It certainly came left. Well, it wasn't in. It wasn't even in my consideration. To think that six days before we he signed a contract with us, he was holding the Champions League trophy uh, above his head was a bit. Mm. Um, was, was a bit surreal. Look, yeah. Sam, that that's your season so far. Last season, like I say, seventeenth. You know what that red line is, don't you? We're all too familiar with that. <laughs> yeah. No, but the red line going down the middle, that, that's obviously when Rooney came in. Uh, and as you said there, 
if you look at one side <laughs> compared to the other, one of them is rather a lot better, isn't it? Mm. Mm. I think it's, it's one of the things where, obviously, the Birmingham fans have gone into a bit of catastrophe mode in, in the last few weeks. And I mean, rightly so, because of the decline that we've had and the fact that I think prior to the Cardiff game, um, Rooney picked up the least amount of points in the championship compared to any other Premier League manager in that time frame. So it's major cause for concern. Um, we did get a win last night, which has boosted the confidence, I think, of the players a little bit because they trust him now a little bit more with what he's trying to do. And also with the fans as well, because it's a clean sheet and that's something that yeah. was a bit hard to come by in the early days of Rooney. And obviously less is going to be a massive task next Monday. Um, but I feel like the Birmingham fans are bit more optimistic a smidge more optimistic about the game next Monday because of what they've seen yesterday and it's one of the things where because we won yesterday I do actually expect a little bit of a bigger gate because of it as well because mm -hmm. I think it's one of the things where if you're winning games as a team more fans will come to it and go right okay we'll give them a chance mm -hmm. so I think that's kind of opened up that section of the fan base that had shut themselves off a bit a bit like myself really where I going into the game yesterday I was a bit like oh god watching Birmingham again because we'd lost eight away games on the spin and I was a bit like I don't really want to watch this because I know what's going to happen. And then the unexpected things happens and we win. I mean, first time we beat Cardiff um, away from home since 2008. So it's one of the things where typical Birmingham surprise you when you least expect it. And Monday's one of the games where, again, nobody really expects us to get anything. But the nature of us, you never know. Yeah. Well, um, talk me through this, Craig. We'll, go, we'll do Leicester first of all. I don't know if you can see that at all. We'll get the get the old goggles out. Um, yeah. That's basically uh, obviously we're on the right because we're away. Our, our recent form, our last five games, um, and based on the last five games, um, we are actually first. We're back up to top in the form table. Uh, no red on the side. Nice to see again. Um, Sheffield Wednesday was disappointing, and last night was kind of like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Uh, in the six minutes of injury time, but overall, those last six games, just it, it's it's been looking good for us. Yeah, I remember us sitting doing the preview with um, for West Brom, and mm. uh, and the the form they were the form team at the time, yeah. and our our side of that graphic wasn't looking so great to be honest. But mm. <laughs> I think this is the encouraging thing that when. Um, when we've had little drop-offs or little blips, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's a poor performance, whether it, we've just been unlucky and not converting chances, you know, last-minute goal for Chef Wednesday, uh, which was avoidable. You know, th that's those little bits where we, we overplay. Um, but I think we're learning from that because last night, we I, I'm sure, I assume you watched it, Chris, Um I may well have done. Yeah, yeah. That, that last six minutes when they, they managed to get a goal and there was still four minutes to go, mm. there was less trying to play out from the back in those four minutes than there was against Chef Wednesday, which tells me that we're learning, you yeah. know, that, that the ball the ball in the opposition half in injury time when you're only one goal up isn't a bad ball, you know, and yeah. we were prepared to do that a little bit. It did look really scrappy. Mm. But you know you're protecting the the points, and I think that was important. So, yeah, we we've learned from the the games where we've dropped points, and although it's three two last night, it was a pretty comfortable three two. That overall. that second half for me last night, Craig, was probably 
some of the best football I've seen this. I actually said it was probably the best 45 I've seen from us this season. Yeah. And, you know, it was good listening to Maresca coming out afterwards and, you know, he was being questioned about what, what did you do at half time? What did you say? And um, the fact that he'd recognized. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What had, what had happened? You know, he'd set his teams up t- to play against a 4-4-2 um, that they had been playing for the last five games since he'd come in. Mm-hmm. And, and also a little insight into how much in-depth he goes that he was watching... I think it was, was it Chelsea's under-21s or something? Wherever the manager had been, he was watching their under-21 games to see how he likes to set his teams up. Um, and then they come out and play two banks of five. And it's like, um, OK, my plan's out the window. He said to his backroom staff after two minutes, uh, this isn't going to plan. You know, we, we've got this wrong. Uh, and he said, unfortunately, that he's so... He's only five months into his tenure at the minute. That means he has to wait until half time to make changes because he can't pull people over and just have a chance and say, right, you need to be here or there. Yeah. Yeah. But he did it at half time, you know, moved Ricardo further forward, mm-hmm. put six up against their their middle five, and uh and we looked like we could just run away with the game for the first sort of fifteen minutes of the second half. All I will say, Sam, is keep your keep your eyes covered for the first fifteen minutes of the second half because the last <laughs> two games we've we've blitzed and it's good. There, I mean, we've scored twelve, we've only conceded four. On your side, uh, though, Sam, uh, you've scored five, you've conceded seven. It's not looking as good on your side, is it? You've got you've got a couple of wins there. In fairness. And you've got to say, although, I mean, we couldn't beat Sheffield Wednesday, so maybe we shouldn't take that. <laughs> that was an easy win. But should you not be beating teams like Rotherham? Um, the Rotherham game, I mean, we were lucky to get a point in that one, to be honest, because we had one, um, Sanderson Clee one off the line for them. They had a header from four yards out, which hit the bar. Um, we did actually get away with that one, getting a point in it. So I feel like in terms of the last five games, I was at the Sheffield Wednesday game. Um, come from behind, which shows a good bit of character, but it's one of the ones where you do expect to beat the bottom of the league and um, the other games as well. You know, you have your game against Blackburn where we lost 4-2, where, you know, we were 3-0 down and then got two quick goals to get back into the game. Uh, Fantastic moments from Stricky Dembele. Um, So I feel like in the last five games, it's one of the things where there's been individual performances that have been good, but I'm yet to see a great team performance. Mm. You know what I mean? And I feel like Mm. there was glimmers of it against Cardiff last night and the fact that, you know, we saw out the game restricted them to not many chances. But I feel like from those last five games, what I want to see for the Leicester game is a real good team performance where everybody's on the same level. 
um, thinking in the same way because I still feel like there's times where you know there's 11 players on the pitch playing on the Rooney and it's almost like it's 11 separate people that have all got different instructions that are not working together because they don't fully understand the style yet of the team and the way that Rooney wants them to play so that's what I'm really looking for for us to sort of be coherent and all be on the same page. Does Rooney, I mean, the thing I think we learned last night is that we finally discovered that uh, Enzo does actually have a plan B, uh, which we've, we've often, you know, questioned this season. Uh, does Rooney have a plan B? I mean, I don't know if it's a plan A, to be honest, at the moment. <laughs> okay. it's, like, it's, it's one of the things where in the last sort of, well, in the, in the, in the 10, 11 games Rooney's been in charge, we've used, what, three or four different formations. So mm. I still feel like he's trying to find that thing that, does work for him so in terms of having a plan b yeah he's still working on the plan a um let me stick with you sam and i'll ask the same question to you in a second Ray. how are you gonna what's gonna be your style of play tomorrow how are you gonna sort of um not tomorrow sorry monday um how are you how are you gonna play um this this question would have been easier to answer prior to the cardiff game because we did switch it up a bit, go back to basics. But I do feel like the Leicester game, because I imagine there'll be sort of higher ups watching that game with us playing top of the league. They'll want to see a performance where we go after Leicester, not one of the ones where we kind of sit back and try and sort of hit you guys on the counter. I think they'll try and sort of take the game to you guys a bit in terms of, you know, creating chance in the final third, registering a lot of shots, which is much easier said than done. But I just feel like they're going to try and make a bit of an effort to get the crowd up to get him excited because if we concede an early goal, I think that's curtains because we don't come from behind many times to win games. So I feel like they're going to try and be forward thinking, proactive. But again, it's that thing with, do we have the personnel to do it? And it's all about confidence as well. And Craig, how is Enzo going to approach this one? I think it'll be exactly the same. He'll look to dominate possession, um, be patient, but then speed the play up when we get into the uh, into the final third when we try and pull players out of position and then exploit the space that's created it'll be interesting to see whether you know it, this is a great game for Rooney I think in terms of learning you know has he got a different mentality within the way that he wants to play this you know because you go with a no fear football and you could get you know really really hammered you know so you know, it'll be interesting to see whether he's got a pragmatic side to him that just says, let's look. The teams that we've struggled against, you know, um, Chef Wednesday, we couldn't really break down. Millwall, we couldn't really break down. It, it was tough. It takes time. Um, are the ones who have just said, OK, have the ball. You know, do what you want with it in, the, in your own half. You know, have as many passes as you want. Um, but we're not going to give you the space to go out. We're not going to come and engage with you. We'll try and hit you on the break. So... <clears throat> It's whether Rooney has got that in his locker in terms of that's how he can set a team up. <clears throat> but secondly, do the players, the Birmingham players, have the discipline to do that as well? And that's the other thing. Because it's very easy. I felt really sorry for the uh, Millwall striker uh, last night because he was just running around in between the two defenders, the two centre-halves, chasing a ball like a... Just going side like, to side. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like some little dog, you know, just chasing a ball or a stick that's been thrown between two people. Don't be and, sorry. Uh, Don't feel sorry for Millwall. They're the dirtiest team we've played this season. They were looking yeah, I, I tell you what, I saw players on the, the game of um, Dakar, his, his legs mm. being sort of cut up, and I was yeah. like, "Woof, yeah. that, that is rough." Yeah, Actually, and, and 
sadly crazy. enough, that, that guy, uh, Honeyman, who, who put that first tackle in, where he should have got a booking. Um, Definitely. Was the only the only player in my ACA who didn't get booked. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Craig very nicely lent me on to, uh, led me on to my next question. Um, Vardy, look, you know, it looks like it's not going to happen. We're not going to have this, you know, uh, uh, rematch, so to speak. Um, as much as I'm doing my best, to, I'm probably more disappointed than Sky are, you know, having ages doing artwork. Um, <laughs> but Kelechi could be back, not scored in six before he was injured. Kelechi. <laughs> Dakar two in two and um, got an assist as well. And I know it's early days and he's only just come back for two, but we were writing him off. Who do you start with? Dakar starts, you know. I mean, it's nice that Maresca has come out and said, you know, sort of reiterated that the fact that if you're in possession of the shirt and you're playing well, you you will keep your place. Mm. He's not always stuck to that because I remember... He hasn't, you know, he? Casey McAteer, I think, scored two in one game and then found himself on the bench mm. um, when he was rotating it. But his, his, his reasoning there is that they're young players who need to be rotated. Um, mm. I think that Dakar showed enough in the last couple of games that he deserves the start. And even I, I would put Inacho behind Cannon as starting as well. Wow. Because I think that little bit of extra pace... If you've got a, a team who are at home, who are going to have to come on, you know, the crowd are not going to... As much as Rooney might want them to sit back, as much as the players might want to sit back, it's very difficult for a home crowd to watch their team sit back and allow an away team to dominate possession. Mm -hmm. So if you've got the pace of a Dakar or the pace of Cannon um, running in behind, I think that'll be a lot more damaging than a striker like Ian Atchew who comes to the ball, which allows the back four to push up. So I think um, I think Dakar will keep his place. I was looking at um, Dakar's heat map, not from this game, but from the last game. <laughs> and like, um, basically, like Vardy and Atchew, all the strikers, he was playing very deep. But what he seems to have, which Vardy doesn't at the moment quite as much, and Kells never really has, is the speed, is that he can come deep. Yeah. which obviously is something that Enzo wants him to do. But suddenly when there is a break on, my God, you know, it's like, you know, we've got Mo Farah uh, <laughs> playing down the centre. Uh, he, he he has got that, hasn't he, in his locker? He has. He's very direct. I think that's mm. it. He just, he, I think he knows that he's, he's more dangerous in the box, you know, and, um, and as you see there, he's, you know, very central as well, rarely gets pulled out wide is prepared to put a shift in, but he wants to be heading towards the opposition goal and uh, yeah. and getting himself in. I mean, it was probably the easiest goal he'll ever score against uh, Millwall the other night, but, you know, the old adage is you have to be there. You know, oh, as, plenty... as indeed did Yannick. Yeah, you, you, you have to, you know, you see plenty of strikers who don't make those runs because they think, oh, there's no way that ball's coming in, so I'll just sit and watch it. You know, it was a fantastic cross from Indeedy and, and he was there, so... I, I like the, the fact that so the, the fact that he's been sort of an outcast for mm. so long, going away and scoring goals with Zambia, but coming back, still not getting a game, and then he get he finally gets his chance. He gets his two two starts, two goals. He's not a player who's been sulking, 
you know, he looks like a player who wants to take his opportunity and he's playing with a smile on his face. And uh, yeah. you need to nurture that. Yeah. That, uh, Sam, was the heat map against Millwall um, last night. Uh, a lot of red from uh, from the Leicester team. None from uh, from Millwall. So I don't know whether that worries you or not. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you what players are going to trouble Leicester. So, um, and Scott's asked the question here as well. Do you have some quick players, wingers, uh, forwards, or or do you have a strong target man? I think in response to that question, we do have quick players and we do have a target man. But whether they're going to start in the same eleven, I'm not too sure because we on the wings we've got uh, Suriki Dembele, who's full of tricks, full of pace. Uh, was in the Championship team of the midweek, so he's someone that has definitely sort of come into form. Um, also, Koji Miyoshi, he can cause a bit of trouble, lots of pace, and also Jay Stansfield, which has sort of played a bit deeper, but now seems to find himself being the number nine. And in terms of a target man, we've got Lukas Jukovic, who is your bread and butter player in terms of holding the ball up, being physical in the air. Um, and he's one of them players that, you know, he'd be a big influence in the dressing room. One you can sort of bring on with about 10, 15 minutes left to try and change a game. So I'd say we do have both, um, but I don't think they'll be in the same starting eleven. So who's going to be the main threats uh, for Birmingham again? Who have we got to look out for? Um, write these say... down, Craig. Write these down. Send them to Mariska. I'd say um, in terms of up front, our main threat is Jay Stansfield. He, he's one of the players that he's on loan from Fulham uh, this season. Half the championship were after him and he decided to come to us. I don't know if he's uh, regretting that decision, but <laughs> I feel like he may be. Um, but he's a phenomenal player in terms of just running these socks off and being creative when there's not much on because there's been a few times in the Rooney era where the ball's been played up to Stansfield. He's got absolutely nothing to feed off and he's had to, you know, feed off scraps kind of thing and he's created something out of nothing. So with the right service, Stansfield could be a phenomenal striker and I think he's going to go on and do fantastic things. So I say Stansfield's a big threat for us. Uh, Dembele on the wings on his day, fantastic. Um, Miyoshi, great player as well. Um, and I think it's one of the things where sort of the fullbacks at the moment, they're still getting to grips with the new Rooney system because um, we've got Levy Cannon on the left, who I think has been a fantastic fullback for us this season, does the basics really well, can get up and down. And then on the right, we have got a bit of injury problems at the moment with Cody Drame out and Ethan Led. And um, Iwu, Emmanuel Iwu stepped in to play right back uh, last night against Cardiff. And he's one of them players that has impressed me so far. He's come on loan from Cremonense. Um, with a loan-to-buy option for £3 million. So clearly they tout him as a good player. And he's one of the players that I feel, yeah, does the basics well. Um, because he's a centre-back, not naturally a right-back, he struggles a bit with the getting forward. And he missed a sitter last night. But um, I still feel like he's a good player with a lot to give. And in the middle, you've got Christian Bielik, who on statistics won man of the match last night. And he's one of the players that without injuries in his career, I feel like he'd be a Premier League player already. So he's one of the players to look out for. So... Yeah, we've got good individuals. Just want to see us click as a team now. Craig, injuries. Seven mm. of them out injured on uh, that change. That changed at all. What's the saying? That escalated quickly because I think it was only the week before he we said, yeah, nobody's injured apart mm. from Callum Doyle. Uh, in actual, like he says here, could be back. Uh, Harry Sutar was out with illness. Didn't, mm -hmm. didn't even know he was ill, to be honest with you. But he is a contender to come back. Uh, Eunice Atgun, Casey McAteer, Mark Brighton, and Callum Doyle are all, are all not likely to, but Callum Doyle is at least training again. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I look. I mean, I think now we we know who the start the strongest team is, who his preferred starting lineup mm-hmm. is going to be. And I got asked this question a few weeks ago on an opposition show, and, I, and I'm sorry if you're going to ask me this when I come on yours later, Sam. But it's I struggle. It's really said like who's who's who do we have to watch? It's like well, mm-hmm. anybody in a Leicester shirt basically, because you know Vardy and uh, Inacho weren't scoring, but the wingers were, were popping them in for fun. Yeah, I think I, I think there'll only be one change uh, from the team that started against Millwall. I think um, uh, James Justin will start, and uh, and Cody will drop to the bench. Um, so mm. it's more of a the standard back four that becomes a back three. Um, and I think you know, I think I think the wingers are are, are on fire at the minute. You know, mm. Fatawu has had two great games. You know, he level dropped a little bit in the second half against Millwall yesterday. But to be fair, he got his fullback subbed at half time, so he had a new one to come and try and kick him. Um, and he did take a couple of you know heavy whacks, and obviously he should have had the penalty. Which he should, was, well, that was that was yeah. I mean, but, I mean, you know, we let me ask you this. I've got to ask you this. Is no is the um, answer. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to ask you. Now, I, I you? bet the letters VAR are involved in this question. Yeah, they are actually. Yes, yeah. you know me too well. But everyone's going mad. In from the TV, I mean, you were there. Obviously, I yeah. was. I was sort of watching on the TV, and the camera you couldn't tell because the camera mm. was filming them from behind. You yeah. couldn't see. So I'm prepared to say to the referee, if he is, if he can't see, he can't give it. It's yeah. as simple as that. My my problem was with the lino, assistant linesman, mm-hmm. referee, uh, assistant ref, what, yeah. referee, whatever you want to call them. He was there. Yeah. He was in, that was his side. He was, he was in line. Yeah. What the hell was he doing? Would you sooner, and I know if we go back up, we're going to have VAR. We can't get away from it. I would sooner have what happened last night than having to wait maybe six minutes for them to decide and put the lines in and do a coloured diagram of a dinosaur attacking someone. You know, I, 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 I'd sooner that, because somebody actually said, God, I miss VAR. And I'm like, seriously? I think it's an easier answer, you know, when you've won the game. You know, if that was a nil-nil or we'd lost the game, you know, and we should have had a, a nailed-on penalty, then it might be slightly different. But I would hope I would give the same answer. And football is a lot better without VAR. Oh God! We, we can celebrate. I mean, you know, yeah. when, that, when we scored against West Brom in the ninety-fourth minute to mm. win the game, there was none of this. Like, what's he on? Wasn't he? What they're going to find out? Did it sort of touch the nail on his little finger yeah. on his left hand or something? You know, it was like we could. You could just go mad and celebrate it. If you don't see, see the flag go up, it's a goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. It was a penalty, but you know, from where we were, I mean. It was funny because Scott said um, it's either a penalty or a goal kick. Um, so he gave a corner. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're not the best referee. But, 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 you know, even when you saw it from behind the goal, his feet were so quick and he only just nicked it in front of him. It's re- very difficult to give that at full speed, to be yeah. honest. And, yeah. yeah, we can all look back at it and say that should have been a penalty. But as you say... Unless you're sure, you can't give it. So, you know, we're going to get a few of those. We're going to go against us. You know, he probably had a couple of players between him. It was the linesman that that should have been giving it because that's his job. Um, Oh, you wait till you get promoted again, Sam. Bloody VAR. We are not missing. We've got a Burnley fan, haven't we, that that comes on the 
channel quite a bit, Dan uh, from Turf Moor House TV. And obviously they came down last season and then went back up. And he said, you know what? It's proper football and you don't have bloody VAR. And he's, 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 so, he's so true, so true. Right, it's that time. You can see it on there. Craig and me dropping down the prediction league quicker than a than bride's uh, underwear on a wedding night. Uh, but so I'll come to you first, Sam. Um, your score prediction, how do you see it going? It's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think, as Craig said, it's going to be a massive learning curve for Rooney this game. And I mm. feel like it's one of them ones where you know, it all depends on the fans as well, like whether they really do get behind the team and build this atmosphere where they try and make it a bit hard for Leicester to play. Because obviously, I don't doubt you guys on the pitch for one second, but it's just the external factors that need to sort of fall into yeah. place to make it a bit harder for Leicester to do their thing. So I, I do expect Leicester to win. I'm going to say 2-1 though. So I'm hoping that we make a bit of a game out of it, um, really make you guys work for the points. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Leicester winning the game, but I'm hoping that we do you know, put up a bit of a fight with it and really sort of act on this way that we're trying to play football. So mm. trying to make it tough for you by getting on the front foot, pressing from the front and having a real go at you guys and hopefully, yes, yeah, scoring a goal. So I'm going to say 2-1 Leicester. We've only conceded more than one goal once all season. That was last night. But I just mm. want to take you up on a point. You said that it's a learning curve for Rooney. But out of the two managers, he's the more experienced one. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose with Maresco, obviously, <laughs> he's got better players to work with. So for him, it's like a little bit easier in that respect. I mean, I'm saying that for Rooney being a bigger learning curve because of the fact that he's um, at the, been at the club for less time than Maresco has as well. You know, yeah. Resca's had a bit more time to work with the players, learn about the players. So that's why I say it about being a learning curve for him and, you know, for what players can really play under these sort of demands and play mm -hmm. sort of to the schedule as well. Because, you know, the Christmas period is so relentless. There's going to be a lot of rotation because of injuries that are picked up, players not being 100%. So in terms of him learning his squad, this is going to be massive. Yeah. Craig, I'm going to let you go first so I can copy yours and then you don't get any further ahead of me in the prediction. <laughs> no, I have, written, cool. <laughs> I, I have written mine down here, actually. Um, what are you going to go for, Craig? Well, I, th I think uh, the biggest danger to Leicester is the, the first 10, 15 minutes because we've been sloppy in the, in the last few games. You know, we conceded against Millwall. We should have conceded a couple against Chef Wednesday. Um because we didn't come out of the blocks. You know, we try and play our football, you know, and, and keep possession and pass the ball around just outside our own box when you know the opposition are going to come at you, you know, early on. So if we get past that, <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a not comfortable, but a solid 2-0 to Leicester. 2-0 to Leicester. Right. Well, I am going to go because... Even when we go behind, which we haven't done often this season, um, if we go behind early on, I don't worry because mm -hmm. I, we, we, you know, we I think we can come back. You know, when we went behind under Brendan Rodgers, oh, I might as well just go home now, even if it was in the third minute. So that's the end of the game. We'll go home. Thank you very much. Uh, but it's like, and I, I keep saying this so often, and I've probably said this to you already, Craig, it's like watching Liverpool you know, in the 70s and 80s, mm -hmm. is that they never panicked. You know, they would yeah. wait for the opening. And, you know, you can see, 
even if you know last night when when Vestergaard was was holding on to the ball and quite often he'll, he'll I mean you used to say that you used to annoy you that Johnny Evans stood on the ball and didn't move it Yannick Vestergaard must be driving you absolutely mad because uh, he'll stand on the ball and sometimes not move and but suddenly he'll produce a, an amazing shot through but I think. I've been going for a lot of two ones this this season, haven't I? So uh, I'm going to surprise Craig and not go for a two one. Um, and I'm a bit worried because I am on on Sam's channel later, and he, he may he may not uh, he may not welcome me back. But I'm going to go. I think we'll concede because we always seem to. And maybe we need to give the players a pizza. So I'm going to go. It's one to Birmingham, but I'm actually going four to Leicester. Ooh. I'm sorry, Sam. That's a no, but see, when I look at your, your when we, if we go, if we go back to the form guide, you've in the last five, you've scored five, but you've conceded seven. Yeah, I, I mean, I did, I, I thought that was decent to be honest, because you know that's that's not even one and a half a game. You know that that's that's not that bad. You know, yeah, you don't want to be conceding over one a game, but it's not like you're getting hammered by anybody. And and I can, I've well, seen they hammered by Blackburn, didn't they? Oh, like they got well, two yeah. goals. Four, two, four yeah. of those goals came in that game. So exactly. So the, the rest of the game, I I can see you having a decent second half of the season. To be honest, I I think Rooney will will pull it round. You know, I don't think you're going to be playoffs, but I don't think you're going to be flirting with the. Uh, with relegation and and I think he'll do a decent job overall. Um, I don't think Birmingham will 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 go down yeah. and I don't think like you said I don't yeah. think they'll be in a relegation battle. But and no disrespect to Birmingham, but these are games that you look at and you think, yep, these are games yeah. we should be winning. But then again we thought that was Sheffield Wednesday and look what happened. You know, we yeah. have a habit of shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, I just want to quickly go through a few ones here. A, a foot in both camp. Now I could have gone for so many here but yeah, there's a lot of players that have played for both. A lot, yeah, there are. and Gary Rowett, who played and managed, you know, uh, played us, managed you. Um, there was there was a load when I looked, but I've got to go for my. And this is just for Brad because it's Brad's favourite as well. Muzzy, is it? I mean, he stayed with us, didn't he, uh, Craig? When we got relegated, mm. um, I don't know if you've read <laughs> his autobiography or not. That makes interesting reading. Um, your memories of Muzzy. We had him on the show not so long ago, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, Muzzy was great, and and I've I've said it a long time. I don't think we've had a, an attacking midfielder um, to his standards since since he left the club. A, a mm. midfielder who was happy to make runs in behind strikers. It's it's almost like a lost art of that yeah. deep deep lying runner coming through and and happy to break the line. You mm. don't see many of them, but but Muzzy was great at it. Yeah. And uh, I had the pleasure of um, um, playing a game with him um, in, a, in a charity game. Was this uh, when you scored from the halfway line at the King Power? No, no, that wasn't me. That was, that was sadly, that was someone I worked with who is still banging on about that. Um, and that goal gets further and further away every time. But I did score a header from a Muzzy Is It corner. Wow. Um, well, so that'll be my claim to it. But it was interesting because he was he was talking you through the game on the pitch and what you thought, you know, you would want a player to do. You know, you're always taught to, you know, wingers, you know, show them down the line. And he was like, no, show him inside, show him inside. 
And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he said, well, that's where we're overloading. So you just show them into the show them into the trouble, you know, where they're going to get pickpocketed. Um, no, he was a great player, played with a smile. And and a player, one of those players, a gem that we picked up out of nowhere from Everton, Chelsea uh, Chelsea's, Chelsea's reserves. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You know, and was a great um, player for him. And I, obviously I you, man. you also... Yeah, you also had his um, his compatriot, uh, or not compatriot in Turkey, but his midfield partner, Savage, for a bit as Savage, well, didn't you? Yeah. No, we don't talk about Savage. No, I like Savage. <laughs> I like a bit of Savage. You can't. I don't know. I don't know how old you are, Sam. So I'm not going to presume whether you remember Muzzy, is it or not. We're old buggers. We're like the two guys. <laughs> we're like the two guys off um, the Muppet Show. Uh, me and Craig, you know. uh, do you remember Muzzy? I mean, all I can say is. Just doesn't look very happy there, does he, Craig, in his book? No, no, I, I think his better years were at Leicester, weren't they? Because um, I know that he was signed when we were sort of in the Premier League, when Steve Bruce was manager. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if Robbie Savage was still at the club when Muzzy joined Birmingham as well, because of the way that Savage left. I mean, I don't know if you guys know about how he left Birmingham, but when he refused he to train, Burnham, yeah, refused to train, handed a transfer request through the uh, manager's office door without actually going up to him, all that kind of stuff. So I don't mm. know if they were sort of signed to work together as they did at Leicester, but um, in terms of Muzzy, is it? I mean, I look at that kit and I think we may have been relegated that season. So <laughs> I, I don't know if he would have been a uh, pivotal player in that kind of season, but um, yeah. yeah, that was around about the sort of mid-2000s when Birmingham were a decent outfit. And um, mm. I remember actually a Birmingham-Leicester game sort of, when I look into the archives a bit of um, when we played you guys, we were actually kind of pushing for the top four in mm. the Premier League. And you guys were on a bit of a bad run of form. And there was something that happened in Spain where players were, there was something about this, you know, oh. I mean, was it La Manga or something? Oh, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't believe you, you invite yeah. people onto your show. <laughs> and, oh, it's, it's like inviting somebody into your home and they piss up the wall, didn't it? I mean, that's well, it. You, you guys, you guys won the game, though. <laughs> you guys won the game. And there's always no, it was bringing Lamanga up. That's what did it. <laughs> yeah, you guys won the game. So it's just such typical blues that we were in that position where we could have gone into the top four. Yeah. And you guys beat us after all that stuff. So they're like, well, of course. To be honest with you, though, with the Lamanga, it could have been one of two occasions. We like, we like <laughs> causing trouble at Lamanga. Um, but, uh, but yeah, also want to ask, and somebody did ask earlier, but I'll, I'll ask this bit first. Um, yeah. uh, if you know, and some people do, some people don't, what the parking and uh, away fan pubs are like? Um, parking can be a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, um, around the grounds. That's one of the things that I think the new regime are actively trying to fix you know making it a better fan experience for fans that are traveling to the game and also home fans as well mm. so i'd say for parking get there well in advance um away pubs there's plenty of places you can go around the place um you know some great fan pubs you can sort of go to interact with home fans as well because i'm well it's one of the things where people say birmingham leicester it's a bit of a derby but it's yeah. one of the things where like obviously both being in the midlands monday night game um i'm sure there's going to be you know plenty of fans around the place so mm. I'm, I'm sure it'll be one of the things where once the 90 minutes is up it'll be good afterwards so very much looking forward to the game and it'll be a good experience bad history or anything have we and mm. i don't i don't think of birmingham i'm sure you don't think of leicester you've obviously got aston villa you know that's your your big yeah. rival we we've got coventry but I mean, you know, <laughs> some people would have yeah. Forest and Derby, but um, uh, so yeah, it's still, it's still a Derby match because we're in we're in the Midlands, Ronald. Uh, but Lord has asked, what's it like getting back to Moor Street from 
Bearsley. Is it Bearsley or Bordsley after the Bordsley. game? Oh, I'm not the best person to ask that, to yeah. be honest. I, I mean... It means nothing to me. I've no, I know more streets than I've been at the bus station, but I've never heard about Bordsley at all. <laughs> That may be a question for Twitter, honestly. I yeah, think I think I think I think Mr. Google might be the one that you yeah, go to yeah. now. Now, I'm not saying that that Craig is a bit of a creep at all, uh, but we always do a from the vault match, and he's gone for one that I don't remember, and it's possibly because of the score. But and I, I don't think you were, whether you you probably weren't even a six-two. Yes, I know. Wow. Craig, well, actually, what are you doing to me? Actually, I think I do know about this game um, because uh, this uh, semester at my university, I've done a um, project where I've done a podcast about the life and legacy of Trevor Francis. And oh, this yeah. was one of his finest moments. Honestly, this game, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> he was, you know, it was, it was him. It was Kenny Burns up front. Back mm. then, we had a phenomenal team. And this is one of those games that you look back on. It's celebrated amongst all Birmingham fans. Was it on New Year's Day or? Was yes, close to um, the well, year, so a couple of mistakes there. You may have noticed I was rushing. We played mm. it on the 112th of December, yeah, that, that... <laughs> we should have been 12. And Francis, yeah, 4th of December, I've got it down, but it was. Mm. I, I mean, the game wouldn't have been played now because of the surface, mm. you know, it was, it icy, was uh, it? yeah, it was icy mm. surface. And um, but as, as I mentioned to you when I suggested this game, um, Chris. Trevor Francis just skated his way through it. You know, I think he was a, a young player at the time and uh, had sort of burst onto the scene as this precocious teenager. And, uh, yeah, and I watched the goals back uh, earlier today and um, we, we were pretty shocking, to be honest. It looked like we didn't want to be there at all. We weren't going in for many challenges. <laughs> and then the ball's been um, put into the box and you've got, you know, the, the the hulk of Kenny Burns sort of charging at you. And I don't think we made many challenges on him, to be honest. But uh, but it's worth seeing just for the, the half volley that Francis scored uh, from just outside the box. He just hit it so sweet. It was past Wallington before, uh, before he knew it. And also one of the great headed own goals as well from Dennis Rofe. Well worth a watch. We'll and, come uh, back to own goals in a minute. Uh, I, I just wanted to add something as well. Yeah. Um, you see there, Frank Worthington, player that played for both of our teams. Um, mm. And, you know, one, one of them players that I, you watch sort of like old footage of goals and that obviously the famous one where he flicked over his head and yeah. scored. Like he, he's one of them players that you look back from that era and go, yeah, way ahead of his time. Liverpool's loss was our was our game. Maybe. It was indeed. It was um, indeed. I had to put Worthington up there because he's one of my all time favourite players. Mm. And RIP um, to Trevor Francis as well, who yeah. uh, who passed away I think early yeah. this year. A great player. Uh, all rivalry aside, uh, mm. I, I loved him as a player, and I didn't I didn't think he was a half bad manager. Uh, to be honest no. with you, when he was at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Kenny Burns, I've got to say, my only memory of Kenny Burns is the gents' toilets. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether we should go there or not, but I think we went down, we were playing Tranmere in the um, uh, uh, League Cup at Wembley, and we'd stopped, you know, all the Leicester fans had stopped at some service stations, and I can't remember what it was, it was 1999, and I was having a wee in the toilet, and you know, there's not many places you can look, is there, and you're sort of looking around, and the guy stood next to me, and the next year I know, was Kenny Burns, 
Well, <laughs> and I thought, do I ask him a question here or don't I? And I did, but I was uh, think yeah. to my chagrin, I, I should have maybe kept quiet. But look, I couldn't let Craig get away with that. And as much as I like having other fans on, Sam, you weren't going to get away with a 6-2. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> not going to allow that to, 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 to be there. So I picked in a game that was from the vault as well. Uh, but mine was the other way. Talking of own goals, Craig, the own goal specialist for Leicester, but put it in the right end for this one. And this one was the FA Cup third round in 1999. Um, we beat you 4-2. Cotty, Guppy, Rob Ullathorne, my God. Um, and, and Trevor Sinclair, who, I can say, scored more goals for the away teams than he did for Leicester, Craig. Yeah, he, was, uh, he scored some beauties as well. I think one, um, one at Arsenal. You know, mm. uh, lives in the memory. He was a good. He was talking recently about his time at uh, yes, at was. Leicester. Yeah, um, how he, he kind of enjoyed it, and he he came, you know, like an old fashioned uh, view of football. He came to actually play football. He, he could have mm. seen his contract out at Chelsea and just been a bit part player, but he wanted to actually play football. So uh, so he came to us and. Solid, you know, he was one of those players we got at that end of his career that actually put an effort in for us. I, I was going to say exactly that, you know, he wanted to play football and, and uh, yeah, he did score a, a few own goals, but you know, he, he played three he played five games, I think he was at, at one season, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't wasn't great, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy to have a 4 2 instead of the 2 6. Yes, yeah, <laughs> do you remember that game, Sam? Um, I could tell you he was manager then, Trevor Francis. He was manager was he? then in 1999. Yeah. yeah, he was one of them ones where he got to the playoffs so many times with us, but just lost out on the semi-final. And yeah. it was three years in a row. And this would have been one of the seasons where we were in the playoffs, would have lost in the semi-final. I believe we lost to uh, Watford this year in the playoff semi-final. And um, it's one of them ones where you just wanted it so badly for him just to win something yeah. or get promoted because of the legacy that he'd left at the club as a, as a player. So yeah. as a manager, as you say, he was a good manager, you know, getting us into the playoffs all them times, but just never quite got over the line. And when we did, when Steve Bruce was manager, it was all with Trevor Francis players. So it just needed that extra bit of know-how to get us over the line. Sorry, I can't help but laugh when you say those words all in a sentence. Steve Bruce and manager. It all yeah. <laughs> makes me laugh. We had him for a while. Yeah. And I've got to say, Sam, you know, winning playoffs isn't for everybody. <laughs> anyway, on that note, oh, Sam, thanks very much. I don't know if are you on the podcast later. Uh, yes, yeah, I'll be oh. speaking to you later on the podcast. Um, we kind of just do like a preview thing similar to this, so yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. I am sure the knives will be swapped out of some back <laughs> to mine when we get to that. Sam, um, I, I did put Adam in the description below, so I will go and change that because I think it was originally was going to be Adam, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah, just give everybody a shout out as where they can uh, where they can find you. So we're on Blues Focus um, doing kind of more videos than ever really at the moment because we're coming off the back of um, the Football Content Awards where we won Best Content Creators for the Football well, well League, which is well, well a phenomenal achievement for everyone involved yeah. in the club. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're sort of really proud of that. So we're trying to sort of get on top of things with the videos. We started doing live watch alongs to the games as well with uh, Tommy watching them. And also we've had a bit of a hiatus from the podcast at the moment, but we will be returning soon to cover all the pictures over the Christmas period, so be sure to look out for that. They've got a trophy, Craig. We better be I careful. <laughs> I know. Only, I, they've only got like 
2.9999999 trillion to go. And then you can name the stadium again. <laughs> I don't know what you've had today, Craig. Anything about the old regime, I'm trying to put to the back of my mind. <laughs> you somebody's upset, Craig, today at work. I'll tell you. Sam, I will see you in half an hour, mate. Thank you so yeah, very much. Thank you so much, guys. Pleasure to chat to both of you. Thanks a lot. Thank Cheers, you, mate. Bye-bye. See ya. Uh, and thank you, Craig. Where can people follow you? Yeah, just follow me on uh, on Twitter at Craig Bird. That's it. Yes, yeah, brilliant. Do that. Uh, he knows his stuff. Does our wise old uh, wise old Al, and um, I will. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, and yeah, you got a bit. You got a weekend off. You can go shopping with oh, the no. wife. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> that. Went down well, but good luck with your quiz that you were trying to put together. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go straight off to try and finish that. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. All the best. Cheers, Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Okay, now um, let's just uh, let's just have a look what people have been saying here. Um, right, I regularly tune into Ravel Teams previews and always good banter, but found this a bit insulting and unfriendly. It is is it always like that, or are you making a special effort? Uh, I've got to be honest with you, if. You have probably got to be the most woke fan that we've ever come across because I think you'll find there's a lot of laughter and a lot of smiles. Um, and you know, we're, when we when we picked a game to review, the first one was a six-two win to you. Um, so maybe maybe you need to uh, get your head out the sand and stop being so woke. And maybe you know, one day your team will be in the Premier League and you can have a joke about that as well. I don't know, Bubba Blue. You, you came in. We didn't invite you, but I don't. I don't think I've been insulting. I think we've been a bit, as we say, been banter. Uh, but if you can't take banter, but then, like I say, everybody's so woke these days. Um, you know, every, every, you know, you say something to somebody and you're bullying them. Um, oh, just, 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 uh, just do one, mate. Just do one. Um, yeah, exactly, Craig. Exactly. Everything's tongue in cheek. Um, totally but like you say like i say woke rules these days woke rules um maybe we should call birmingham woke city just a thought asking for a friend right um it's been pleasure even though if a bullabaloo guy hasn't enjoyed it who cares he's a birmingham fan um we will well catch me on their channel at nine o'clock when i will be able to take a bit of banter um obviously they 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 can't but i will take a bit of banter and i would expect i would expect to get it um i tell you what he's not going to be very happy if he's going to the match and all the leicester stones start singing about rooney and his old women uh, uh prostitutes will he <laughs> did i say that out loud right guys <laughs> other than that i'll see you at nine o'clock tomorrow for the prediction show Take care. Thanks for watching. And if you're tuning in or listening in via the podcast, thank you very much for doing that as well. This has been LTID TV. This has been the preview show. Take care, buddy. And uh, we will see you soon. I've just got to find the right video to click to play out. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.